Welcome back to Versus, the show where nerds do what nerds do best, argue. I'm Caitlin Hempstead, and this week I'll be representing Boba Fett. And I'm Adam Peacock, and this week I will be representing Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) Yeah, you will. Yeah, that's right. Dwayne (laughs) Dog the Bounty Hunter. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. I'm pretty secure in my choice, Caitlin, but tell me, why, why do you think Boba Fett's the better, the better bounty hunter? Thank you so much for asking me that, Adam. I'm really delighted to tell you. Uh, Could I get some time on the clock, please? I'd like to introduce you to one Boba of the Clan Fett, a.k.a. Unit A0050. Now, Boba's father was famous bounty hunter Jango Fett. I don't need to tell you that. But he wasn't really his father because Boba was a clone. What does it mean to be a clone, Adam? Well, it means you're without identity, a wanderer through the galaxy upon which the Star Wars are happening. But Boba, he wasn't content with that. He created his own identity. He became like a son to Jango. He left the Imperial Service after the Clone Wars, which, by the way, were exactly as cool as they sound. Don't worry about it. Clone Wars universally awesome, uh, they rip. And under the reign of Emperor Palpatine, he, Palpatine, he became feared and respected as a bounty hunter. Um, he was also a dad. That's kind of a bummer story. That's not canon for me. Moving on. Now, uh, our boy Boba, he was brave, he was true, but he was shoved immorally by the cowardly smuggler Han Solo into a Sarlacc pit, if my memory serves. I don't exactly remember who shoved. But he rose again to become Mandalore and led the Mandalorians through the Yuuzhan Vong War and reunite with his granddaughter. This man is a galactic hero. Uh, He has seen trauma. He has seen trial. His armor was so cool that George Lucas could not stop bringing him back uh, for a little bit more Boba. Um, And I think that the reason that I'm really excited about Boba Fett and the reason, you know, that was just a little character biography. But uh, I'm delighted to tell you about a man who has the opportunity to do wrong and chooses to do right and also looks good doing it, baby. And by the way, Boba shot first. And that's time. Uh, Caitlin, that was very good. That was a very good opening argument. And I normally would just I would agree with you. Normally I'm on your side. But this week I can't be on your side because I can't worry about clones and I can't worry about (laughs) galaxies. I got to worry about a little place called Denver, Colorado. Let me take you back to the beautiful middle of America to February 2nd, 1953, where Dwayne Lee Chapman was born. The man who would go on to become Dog the Bounty Hunter. This man is a man who, much like Boba Fett, did experience troubles and tribulations when he was younger. He was a bad guy, Caitlin. He was a part of the Devil's Disciples Motorcycle Gang. I believe I'm saying, I believe that is the correct one. He is a part of the Devil's Disciples Motorcycle Gang. He was involved in a lot of criminal activities, so much so, Caitlin, that in 1976, he was convicted of first-degree murder and 53, count him, 53 counts of bank robbery. Wow. All for a deal for some marijuana that went horribly wrong. And now, isn't that ironic? Because it's legal everywhere. 
But Dwayne did his time. He did eight months in federal prison. He is a felon out on the world, Caitlin, because he decided to take that darkness, all that trouble, and turn it into a bounty hunting service. If you're familiar with the show Dog the Bounty Hunter, he does a lot of that in Hawaii. And based on my research, it's because legally he couldn't leave the state. I believe he was held there without being able to leave for fear of any other legal prosecution. But his show Dog the Bounty Hunter has been on, uh, it's it's an incredibly successful reality bounty hunting show. And per Dwayne's website, to just give you a little bit about who Dwayne Lee Chapman is, Dwayne Chapman is deeply involved in crime fighting, advocating for tougher legislations to curb crime. And Caitlin, I think we all know that if anything curbs crime, it's tougher legislations being passed down by our elected officials to make sure people do what they're doing. And it's men like dog who uphold those laws and they walk the path that we are too afraid to. And he also operates light up the ministry, light up the darkness ministries with his wife. That's dog, the bounty hunter. Whoo, right under the wire. Just in there. And I was stuttered. <laughs> wow, Adam. I mean, right off the bat, I'm seeing uncanny similarities between these two men. There's and I feel lot. like listeners might be like, what do they even have in common? That's weird. I thought yeah. this was a show about cool characters and comparing them to each other. Well, these are two bad boys in the past who were part of an organization that was not so nice. Mm -hmm. They turned to bounty hunting, and then they decided that they just wanted to bring their religious convictions and message of peace to the people they cared about. Now that we're talking about it, there really is a lot of similarities between these two people. Uh, <laughs> like the you, ones I just listed? The ones you just listed. I didn't even yeah. think about the religion thing until the Mandalorian thing. So you're right. These are, I mean, there must be some sort of bounty hunting code. Oh, I, I have to think that on Mandalore, they're doing some sort of kneeling and chanting thing that the shows just don't have time for, or Disney doesn't have the balls to show us. And you, I've been to Denver, so I know that shit's going on there. They're handling snakes out there, yeah, honey. Who, yeah, I don't know what they're doing out there. It's, it's amazing. So th this is really fascinating. I mean, I think we do have to acknowledge the differences between these characters. Of course, of course. Dog is a real guy. He had a quote-unquote reality show. Mm -hmm. Bulba is a fictional character that spanned uh, many different kinds of screen, big screen, small screen, even smaller screen, novelizations, you name it. Very much so. And also, I think uh, I'm trying to find this thing this quote from Dog the Bounty Hunter that we're going to get to here later in our hot goss topic. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing that separates Dog from Boba is that Boba wears the Mandalore mask. You never mm -hmm. see his face mm -hmm. until later on, but that's, you know, whatever. In the canon, he, can't, he doesn't show his face. And that's where I think Dog the Bounty Hunter sort of leapfrogs Boba Fett. Wow. So you're just getting straight into it. We're ready to fight about which one of these guys is better. Well, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to get into it too much if it's going to be too much of a, of a hassle here. No, but no. Shit on a beloved character. Go ahead. I mean, Dwayne's got that face. He wears those those wraparound glasses with those little ear pieces. And if I don't know if you remember those, but those were hot for a second. They were hot. They were hot amongst a certain type of stepdad, for sure. And Dwayne... Lee Chapman is that certain type of stepdad. <laughs> Had a motorcycle. Uh, well, does he still have a motorcycle? I'm willing to bet somewhere in his garage. Yeah. There's some, I probably, it's probably an Indian motorcycle, that Indian brand, because I don't think he buys Harleys. Yeah, he doesn't feel like a Harley guy. No. Um. Okay, so you're saying he has the courage, nay, the self-possession to show his face. 
you got to, I mean, if he's going to be on TV, he's got to let the bad guys know that he's coming. Hmm. I take your point that he faces danger with no armor. Mm-hmm. And Boba- Well, that's not entirely fair. That might be misleading on my part because he does wear some sort of protective gear. It's just not made from- That's fair. The armors of Mandalore. It's a bulletproof vest and then a leather vest over his bulletproof vest, if I recall correctly. That is correct. That is correct. You know, yeah, uh, Boba Fett wears armor, but let's talk about that armor. Can Mm -hmm. you think of an inanimate object, don't say Iron Man's armor, that has as vibrant and um, potent a life in pop culture other than Iron Man's armor? Like, everybody was like, who's under that armor? Boba Fett was in a couple of minutes of that Star Wars film, and he just spurred so much speculation and so much excitement. I would argue that armor is one of his strengths. It is a good-looking piece. I Mm. remember seeing him watching... Star Wars for the first time, and he did stick out to me there. It was very cool. Yeah, he he is an exciting character. And, you know, I sort of mentioned it in my intro. In that opening scene where we first meet Boba, there's all this Han shot first, Boba shot first. Um, here's the thing about Han Solo. I think he's a soft boy, and there's nothing wrong with that. The world needs soft okay. boys. But I think sure. Boba Fett is a hard boy, and I am absolutely certain that he was the first one to pull the trigger. So that's where I stand. I think Talking about it now, you're right. If if Han Solo was to get into a fist fight at like a Kenny Chesney concert with mm-hmm. Boba Fett, I think Boba Fett would definitely beat him up. I think so. Which brings us to maybe one of the most important questions of the episode. Do you think Dog the Bounty Hunter could kick Han Solo's ass? I think he could because he, he I don't know that he has the fighting skills of a Boba Fett, but mm-hmm. Dog the Bounty Hunter, and I'm going to sound very elitist here, but I grew up enough around enough of these guys to know, he has something going for him that Boba Fett and not a lot of people don't. This guy probably doesn't feel pain, and that comes with a certain lifestyle that one would bring. Dog? Let's just say for the purposes, let's call him a... Oh, how about welder? Can I use welder in replacement of white trash? He's a welder. Could we call him like a jet ski guy? There you go. Do you He's know what I mean? He's a jet ski guy. And jet ski guys don't feel pain. Wow. That's really interesting. So you do think he could beat up Han Solo. We all agree. Everybody we're discussing this episode could beat up Han Solo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Princess Leia is the, the one in charge of that relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would never physically fight, but I think we know who'd come out in charge. Uh, she has the force. She would break his neck. I'm saluting my general. The listeners can't see it, but I just <laughs> threw off a- I raised my iced coffee. Mm. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about Boba's more sensitive side, and then maybe we can get into okay. that for Dog too. because underneath- Oh, I got you. Okay. Underneath all that armor, there is a very sensitive soul. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, he was married. Uh, he had a daughter. He becomes uh, bounty hunting partners with his granddaughter, which is very, very sweet and cute. Uh, you know, he's one of those characters that's always like, nah, a classic Star Wars character. He's like, I don't want to help. I don't care about this. And then people are like, please, we're dying. And Boba goes- Okay. And that's what we love about him, don't we? So deep down, he is a sweetie pie. There really is a lot of Star Wars characters that do a lot of like, please love me. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't want to do it. No, uh uh-uh. I don't care about the resistance. I want to stay and play with power converters. (laughs) I want to be a hot guy in a suit jacket, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Yeah. I think all those things are admirable, and I think it does stick with the Bounty Hunter code because underneath those feathers that he wears in his hair and that beautiful blonde Hulk Hogan long 
hair. Gorgeous. I think beats the heart of a very sensitive and confident man, Caitlin. I don't know if you recall from the show, but Dog was married early on to a beautiful woman named Beth. Mm. Beth was a partner of him in the bounty hunting game, and she sadly passed away. It's very unfortunate. Uh, It's a bummer. But Dog did find love again. (gasps) Dog found love with his new wife, Francie Franz. I believe I'm saying that correctly. (laughs) Francie Franz. Hell yeah, Francie. They are both widowers, widow and widower. So he married a widower, and there is a portrait of her deceased husband in their house, and he pays honor to his current wife's former passed away husband. And I think that takes a lot of courage Aww. and a lot of confidence. And in fact, if if it's okay with you, I'd like to read you a quote. I'd love that. Uh, this is something that Dog said on their, on, on their anniversary. He said, three years ago today, Bob Friend, that was his name, left earth for heaven. And I am so sorry, Francie. I love you. And I promise you, I will try to be at least half the man Bob was to you. <laughs> Oh, that's really, I'm very touched. I'm legitimately very touched. And I feel real bad about the jet ski thing that I said earlier. (laughs) I just think it's a really strong man who can be like, I know I come second in this person's love and I don't love her any the less for that. I think if I were to, I know if I were to die and Allie were to remarry, I want a big picture of me in that house. (laughs) Just candles always burning. Yes. And like, what, like I'm in a king's robe and I'm sitting on a lion. Mm-hmm. And, and like every the heads morning, of my enemies are yeah. around me. And every morning they have to sort of make an offering to you of whatever they're eating. Yeah. Yeah. So you were the best. And the best. I want her, like if the guy has kids, I want her to explain to the kids about why I was so great. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's perfectly fair. That's love. Okay, so they're both very tender men. Dog, mm-hmm. maybe we've seen a little bit more of that side of him outside of novelizations of uh, <laughs> Star Wars. Factual real-world accounts. Uh-huh, yeah. Social media. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about social impact. What do you say? Okay. okay. Let's do it. Let's talk about social impact. Okay. Um, now, I don't mean to denigrate reality shows in general. I don't mean to talk down about Dog the Bounty Hunter, but they're – a little bit regional. They don't really play outside of America, most of them. Uh, not that many people watch Dog the Bounty Hunter. I did sporadically with my dad, but like missed a lot of episodes. So I think there's a divide here because everybody watches Star Wars. Star Wars is like one of the hugest properties. And according to Wit Media, the Book of Boba Fett, let me throw some math at you, was the most watched original series across all platforms in the United States when it premiered the week of January 16th, 2022. Wow, really? Mm -hmm. The most watched? Cool. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. So Boba's impact is undeniable. He is a star and a lot of people... Uh, love to see him. And I just don't think that dog has the same impact. I think you're absolutely right, buddy. But my my argument would be that that's for the better. I think we know that in the United States, there are enough jet ski lifestyle living people who can kind of get amped up real quick. And he seems to Maybe I could see him doing that for people. So mm. I think it's a good thing that we don't we don't spread that out to other countries and we just leave that right <laughs> here in the good old US of A. What you you think that France doesn't want to see a, a guy with a spray tan uh, decking people who were too poor to pay their bail? Huh? You know what? I 
I, I, you know what? France is in a bit of an uproar right now. I don't know. Maybe they would. Maybe that would make things a little better over there. <laughs> maybe they would. Yeah, and I, I hate to say it to you, Adam, but maybe this is kind of a low blow, but um, I think Dog is representative of a broken justice system. Uh, well, I mean, but he's so into tougher legislation to curb crime. <laughs> if we just had tougher legislation, better legislation, the system wouldn't be broken. I can't believe I'm arguing for the system. Sure. And that's why nobody commits a crime in Texas. They don't. They have the lowest crime rate in the world. What are you basing that on? I, you know what? I don't, need, I don't need to base it on anything anymore. And that's the scary part. <laughs> That's why we don't need to have dog anywhere else. Just vibes, baby. If you just say it, it's it's a thing. Oh, God. All right. The last thing I'll say about dog, three names is a serial killer thing. Wayne Lee Chapman. That's Dwayne a, Lee Chapman. Dwayne yeah. Lee Chapman. That's a serial killer name. Boba yeah, Fett. I'm, that's a drink and then short for fetish. Yeah, it is. And that's good. I would say, though, that it is way more hardcore and it's way metal to have a serial killer name. <laughs> And a presidential assassin name. Ooh, yeah, that is pretty metal. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love a boba, and I don't know how that gets us into fetishes, but <laughs> it's great. I get a little hot and bothered for a nice tapioca pearl. Is there anything else you wanted to say about dog or boba? Uh, I think he's a hero because he captured real-life monster Andrew Luster. I don't know if you remember him or not. He was the heir to the Max Factor fortune. What? Yeah. <laughs> He was, Andrew Luster is a huge piece of shit. Andrew Luster was a very wealthy man who was drugging and sexually assaulting multiple women all over the city. <gasps> and he was taping it. <gasps> and then when he was set for trial, he fled. He fled to Puerto Vallarta, which I don't, that's the place you're going to go, right? If you're going to flee, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. And Dog went down there and Dog got him. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is pretty incredible. And I'll give you this. I do often say that I think instead of cops, we should just have private detectives who are done wrong by a dame. And uh, I think that Dog is sort of living that life. My wife and I, Allie, were just talking about how we we don't like to watch cop shows, but that trailer for the new True Detective season came out and it <sighs> looks pretty good. Oh, man, somehow they know how to get us, don't they? I think detectives are okay, but I know I'm wrong about that too. They're <laughs> bad people too. Look, everyone's bad and we can agree on that. Everyone sucked. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, well, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back and welcome to round two for this week's episode of Versus. In round two of the show, Caitlin and I each get to pick one game to play with each other from a list of various segment ideas that our producers have compiled. And this week, I am choosing Gritty Reboot. Caitlin, what you have to do in this challenge is I'd like you to pick a director, a genre, and a slight description of the plot of the gritty reboot for Boba Fett. Okay. Thank you so much for this. Can I get one minute on the clock? Thank you. Um, some might say that Boba Fett has already gotten a gritty reboot. Oh, about, uh, the book of Boba Fett is basically a Western. But what about this? Justin Lin directs Robo Boba. That's right. It's a tribute to 80s action movies. It's gritty. They say the F word. A bunch of faceless goons die after Boba Fett is fatally injured in the Yuuzhan Vong War. That's right. I like saying it. He is rebuilt by the New Republic to be a super cop that can't be injured. He doesn't even need his armor anymore because he's a robot, half man, half robot. But when he discovers that the space Soviets are actually planning to use him for evil, he retreats to the desert and lays a series of Rambo-style traps to defeat the Republic 
sheriff and the sheriff also wants to kiss his daughter um there's some stuff that's not totally ironed out yet anyway yeah it's like an 80s action testosterone flick and that's my pitch for the gritty reboot of boba fett that's really good thank you i would see that movie that's a very very good movie (laughs) it's a popcorn movie man you know sometimes you don't need it to be a, a, a a touching epic no, it really does have everything you need. I just want to see these bounty hunters shooting at people mm-hmm. and their daughters kissing sheriffs. <laughs> but then those sheriffs get punched so hard their jaw flies off. Oh, it's great. And then that guy or gal becomes the new sheriff. Yeah. Perfect. All right. I'm turning it back on you. Adam, why don't you give me your gritty reboot for Dog of the Bounty Hunter? So I thought of the first two, and I, I, I'm going to discover this plot as we go through this. Kalen, if I were to see a Dog the Bounty Hunter movie, I would like it to be in the genre of a Coen Brothers movie and directed by the Coen Brothers. <laughs> um, I think a Coen Brothers genre, it's a very, it's a, I think it's a fair description of a genre film. Uh, and my, my plot is, I think Dog, for whatever reason, he has to go to Minnesota to pick up a bounty that is, it's the bounty of his life. And on his way to pick up the bounty, he accidentally runs over a woman who is working for a man who has a lot of money in a hotel. (laughs) And we don't know what's going on. But instead of trying to report to the police, Dog and his wife, Beth, at the time, this is an old movie, they put her in the trunk and they carry her around while they get the bounty of the wanted man from Hawaii, all while trying to figure out what to do about the man and the money, while the man and the money hunts them down through Minnesota while they get the bounty and try to figure out what to do with the corpse of this dead girl. Man. I would watch the absolute heck out of that. I think I would too. And I, I just made that up. God, that was really good. It's like beautifully lit. It's like really moody. Yeah. It's at it's during the winter. Dogs riding his hog. The, the yeah. snow blowing in his mane. It's got to be because then he's taken out of the comforts of Hawaii and thrown into a Midwest winter. And you know what troubles does that bring? God, it makes perfect sense. Wow, incredibly watchable. Two very good movies. Yeah, but we'll have to let the listeners decide. Which is better? I'm doing it again. I'm a, I'm agreeing with all of your stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're both really smart and cute. <laughs> um, now, Adam, I'm not going to just let you rest on your laurels with a really good, okay. thoughtful Coen Brothers movie because I get to challenge you oh, to a segment God. as well. Uh, I'm going to play okay. the card that we call Hot Goss. Now, Hot Goss, of course, is the segment in which we turn to social media uh, and we scroll and scroll and see what people are saying about these characters to determine which one has more fan support. All right, here we go. I'm going to take us back to 2001. And unfortunately, (laughs) Caitlin, I didn't. I'm sorry, back to 2021. My apologies. I did not have to search very hard. You know, we are living in some pretty charged and troubling times. And I don't think it helps at all when someone like Dog the Bounty Hunter thought he had permission to use the N-word. I don't know how it came up, but apparently it had something to do with a wedding and his daughter, who wasn't invited to the wedding, and that word was somehow associated with it. I don't know. I didn't want to look that far because I I don't really want to know that stuff. Mm. But his justification for being able to use it was, I quote, I've never been a racist. I'm 33% Apache. But because of over 15 years ago, I have an Achilles heel because I used the wrong word. I thought I had a pass in the black tribe to use it like Eminem. 
And I went through, and Caitlin, as far as I can tell, on any official studio released album from Eminem, the N-word does not appear once. So I don't know where he got it from. That's the hot goss going on with Dog the Bounty Hunter from two years ago. Wow. That is- I wish that wasn't real. (laughs) Very hot goss. Now, it was brave and controversial of you to pull the person's own- Social media posts, especially when they don't paint them in a great light. No, I mean, I, but I admire the, I'm going to, I'm going to defend myself to the end. And he's like, who's the only rapper I know? The white one. I'm going to say Eminem. You're so right. And the thing is, there are white rappers that do say the N word and Eminem is not one of them. No. Oh, dog. That's dog. So, I mean, he's a complicated person. I've given you the, he's been to jail for manslaughter, but he's a very romantic man who cares about people, his wife. But now this, what do we do? He's a, it's a cornucopia of troubles. People are complicated. Real people People are complicated. complicated. Yeah. Well, I'm going to throw it back at you. I, I would like to hear what's the hot goss going on with Boba Fett. Okay. A lot of people are talking about Boba Fett online, so I kind of got a little snapshot across three different posts. Now, this one's from Twitter. It's a user who says, look, my only wish for the Mandalorian finale is for quote-unquote sabotage by the Beastie Boys hit as Boba Fett's fire spray gunship drops into a huge battle and Fett jetpacks out of the ship. Don't worry, Fennec is piloting and starts wasting fools. I feel like that's kind of representative of the fandom at large where it's like, what? Why would that happen? Uh, this You don't own this thing. Star Wars fans, really annoying. Just let the writers write and just eat some chips. Anyway, uh, the Metro Boston Transit Authority tweeted on 4-6 uh, p.m. multiple TPD units responded to MBTA back bay for report of a person armed with a long rifle. Officers located a person character as quote-unquote Boba Fett with a replica firearm. Officers conversed with the individual and the scene was safe. Last tweet, uh, people are dressed up as Boba and shoot, being scary in the subway, but everything's fine. Don't worry, Boba's a good guy. Last tweet by a Twitter user named Lucifer. Why is everyone on the book of Boba Fett so fucking hot? And I'll end it there. That is exactly what I would expect a kid named Lucifer to tweet. (laughs) Why is everyone in the book of Boba Fett so fucking hot? And why are they so fucking hot? Everybody is hot on that show. Everybody in Star Wars universe is hot, including the people who are just like big dogs with long tube noses. It's like even the aliens. I need some uggos like me running around on that show. <laughs> That's the same thing with these dating shows. Like, talking about reality TV. Like, come on, let's get some real people. Let's get some jet ski people on The Bachelor. I'm going to tell you what I tell myself in the mirror all the time. Just because you are <laughs> mid to low hotness for LA doesn't mean you're not gorgeous anywhere else in the world. That's a really, you know what? I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race with Allie and how you going to, how the hell are you going to love someone else if you don't love yourself <sighs> is how Ru ends it. And I think that's a good one too. Yeah. And, and I think that um, Boba Fett teaches us to love ourselves <laughs> because yeah. he's cool. And I think Dog the Bounty Hunter teaches us that for as hard as you try, you're probably not doing great but (laughs) as long as you can love one person and make him feel loved and and taken care of i I think that's good and and as long as you're trying to do good i think that's good Mm. that's beautiful well should we do our official closing arguments or i don't see why not let's do it okay caitlin uh, let's start with you okay 
Boba Fett is not perfect, uh, and he would never argue that he is. He's slain people. He's uh, brought people into authorities that didn't deserve uh, to be respected. You know, he's worked for the Force, First Order, for the Empire. But he loves his family, and by God, he loves his people. And ultimately, what Boba Fett is going to do is he is going to stand there stoically, and he is going to hold his blaster, and he is going to shoot away the darkness and bring everyone screaming into the light of a new dawn for the galaxy. And his armor, Adam, is so cool that they developed an entire species of people who all wear that armor. I mean, you just can't argue with it. And if you saw any kids trick-or-treating last Halloween, you'll know that that shit still has legs. So uh, he's an undeniable influence. He's a good guy at heart. Boba Fett for your votes, please. <laughs> that was, I mean, that's very compelling. Thank you. If I wasn't representing Dog the Bounty Hunter, I would vote for that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd love to hear your version. I think Dog the Bounty Hunter encapsulates all those things you just said. It's not about who you are, but it's about who you want to be, right? This guy, he took some really dark moments in his life and he did legitimately turn him around. And I think even though it's it's fun to to have a goof, but I think he does try. I think he is trying to make the world a better place. And even though I might not agree with all the methods... I can appreciate that he is trying to do that. Mm -hmm. And maybe there are some methods that, you know, maybe he doesn't use like Boba Fett. Like for example, dog doesn't use guns on his show. And that is great because no one else needs to get shot. And it also helps that he can own a gun because he's a felon. And he's also not allowed into the United Kingdom either. You know, I think that that, that shows commitment. That shows commitment to your to your craft. And he went to jail in Mexico for kidnapping Andrew Luster. That was technically considered a kidnapping, but he got him back. That guy's scum. He's in jail, and he did what was right. Try to do what's right. Wow, that's that that's my that's my closing argument for Boba for Boba for Dog uh, the Fed Hunter. Dog the Fed Hunter. <laughs> Oh, boy. I mean, this has been really compelling, and I, I don't envy the listeners this difficult decision. I don't Get your votes in. Vote for Dwayne Lee Chapman, Dog the Bounty Hunter, former A&E star, former resident of Denver, Colorado, and Hawaii, two-time married man to two beautiful women. Or vote for Boba Fett, a guy who's good friends with his granddaughter and fights crimes with her and saved the entire galaxy and is so shiny. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Versus. Please tune in next week where Caitlin and I will debate two other nerd topics and we'll do it to the death. To the death. Thank you. Bye. Versus is a Wood Elf original series, executive produced by Rob Herding, David Henning, Ryan Middledorf, Caitlin Hempstead, and Adam Peacock. Produced by Tom Breck. Original music by Darren Johnson. Edited by Neely Oftering. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Are you a Marvel fan? Matt, you know I am. 
Jeff, I was asking the listener. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it seemed like a weird question because, you know, we've been doing a Marvel podcast together for nine years now. No, no, I was trying to grab the attention of all the Marvel fans out there for this ad. Oh. I thought it was weird, too. You should definitely warn us. Good note, Ashley. Well, if you like Marvel movies and TV as much as we do, join us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. He did it again.